Hi, my name is Lynn McTaggart. Welcome to my podcast, Living the New Science. In these podcasts, I'm covering some extraordinary discoveries by frontier scientists and other new thought leaders, and why this changes everything we think about how our world works and also how we should live our lives. Today, I'm diving deeply into the nature of healing with an incredible mother-daughter act, Donna Eden and Dondi Dahlin. For those few who may not have heard of them, Donna started teaching energy medicine classes in the late 1970s. Since then, her work has touched millions of people across the globe, introducing them to the healing and restorative power of their body's own energies. Dondi was raised in both show business and energy medicine. She's a member of the Screen Actors Guild, an award-winning author and public speaker, and an internationally acclaimed dancer, actress, and teacher. Welcome, Donna and Dondi. And we're going to talk to you today about energy medicine because they come from one perspective, I come from another perspective, but we're both really interested in meta systems of medicine that defy the usual and traditional, and when we say traditional, the modern paradigm. So for those of you on Donna Eden's pages who don't know me, my name is Lynn McTaggart and I am a best-selling, internationally best-selling author for books like The Field, The Intention Experiment, The Bond, and my latest book, The Power of Eight. And I run a weird thing called Intention Experiments, testing the power of thought to heal the world, as well as putting people into small groups and seeing how they healed. And more about that later. So, okay, you two, I'm going to ask you, you know, what is your definition of energy medicine and why it works? Let's just dive in that way. (laughs) Well, you know, energy is everything. I mean, everything that appears solid is really a latticework of force fields. And so if you, and we human beings aren't solid. We are, we also are latticeworks of force fields and energy systems. And those energy systems run us. Whenever you see movement, that's energy. I mean, it, 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 it animates our bodies and, um, and what, I, what our ancient ancestors knew for thousands upon thousands of years is how to move energy to heal themselves, to uh, get more vitality, to, uh, to just be in rhythm with the earth. And, and they noticed that all, everything that grew and the oceans that, that move, everything has a rhythm. And so do human beings. And, uh, and, and when you can... When you can, um, when you can witness the energies that are moving in your body and find out where things are stuck, you can heal yourself, and um, and it's it's the best. It's the energy medicine is the oldest. It is the most natural and organic. It is the safest energy there is because it's. Is what runs the world and runs the universe. That's Absolutely. it in a nutshell. That's it in a nutshell. Absolutely. And that's what's so interesting about this is 
we're talking really about an old paradigm that is a new paradigm for us now in the 21st century because we have grown up with a particular story defining us as you know, electrical signaling and chemical processes, basically. You know, that's our scientific story that we are all individual, very self-contained entities, you know, operating according to fixed laws in time and space. And the new science is really reflecting the old wisdom to demonstrate we're not that. We are a teeming and vibrating packet of energy you know, talking to other energy systems. And once you start thinking about yourself in those terms, then you start thinking in terms of a medicine that would address not chemicals and electrical processes, but shifting this energy. So what about you, Dondi? What about, you know, why is the five elements a big part of this? Well, let me just say, hi, mom. Hi, Lynn. (laughs) And I I will talk about the five elements, but I do also want to touch on what mom said about energy and growing up with energy, the awareness of it, the knowledge of it, and growing up with mom who could see energies. I feel so lucky that she taught me to really come into the world with my energies healthy. And so she would raise my sister and I saying things like, Dondi, your energy affects other people. When you're really down and you're really blue, that's because somebody else's energy affected you. And so early on, I saw that, oh my gosh, we're all connected. And I think even more right now, that's so important. And I have to tell myself this all the time because I can get really stuck and I have to remind myself of my mom's words and and that we are all connected. And I think, Lynn, what, what is so incredible about your work and the power of eight and intention and Eden Energy Medicine is that we really are bringing that healthy connection back together. So the five elements, what they are, is they are an energy system in the bigger picture of Eden energy medicine and all energy medicine and the work we do. It's an ancient Chinese healing modality, both physically and emotionally. It's also a personality type system. But as mom always says, and I'll let you talk mom more about this because I don't want to speak for you, but Mom always says it's it's your individual vibration. You have a unique individual vibration. And how are you going to bring that to the world? Are you going to bring it with compassion? Are you going to bring it with an open heart and connection? Or are you going to bring it with all of the ego and the personality muckety muck? <laughs> and are you going to get stuck with that? Or are you going to really bring yourself into the world by working on yourself first and coming with an open heart? So the five elements is simply this this modality, again, that helps us all connect, that helps us to get along better, that helps us to understand each other and why people do what they do, why people say what they say when we're saying to ourselves, oh my gosh, why did he do that? Why did she say that? I can't believe that. I wouldn't do that. You bring the energy systems in and the five elements and you see that, oh my gosh, we are all energy beings 
and we can all work better together. Not saying why would he do that, but I understand why he did that. And now let's all come together and connect. I, I love that. And I love the idea that people have personality types based on energy, which is again, an old and now new way of thinking about things. And I'm going to just talk about something really important that you mentioned, which is that your energy is going out there to the world. Now, as you both know, I've been looking at the power of thoughts for now many years. And, and the fact that thoughts are an actual something that affects physical matter. And I always like to say, you know, we're leaky buckets. We are leaking out all the time. So this energy we're talking about is also and hugely encapsulated in our thoughts. And as you say, if you're not feeling well, your energy, as Donna was saying, your energy is way down. Well, not only is that affecting you, but that's beaming out 24-7 to the world. And that's very much what I do is look at how our thoughts are affecting our bodies, are affecting everybody else's bodies, and how that's affecting the world. And just so that we can, again, sort of put this in context, because, you know, I always like to talk about the science here. And people think that is so radical. But there was a neuroscientist called Dr. Carl Pribram, uh, the late Carl Pribram now, who did this experiment back in the 50s, believe it or not. He was trying to figure out where memory is. So we had this horrible experiment with rats, and this is horrible for anybody who's into animal rights. What they did is they taught these animals a run, complicated maze. Then they systematically removed parts of these poor rats' brains. And it was you know, a horrendous experiment. It demonstrated one thing, no matter how much brain they removed, the rats would stagger along, but they could still remember this run. And he suddenly realized, ah, consciousness, memory cannot be housed within the brain. It's somewhere else. And that's what you guys are really talking about that I find so interesting and is part of what I look at is the idea that consciousness isn't in here. It's out there in the world and we are tapping into it. And so when we start thinking about things that way, then the idea of energy medicine, of being able to see energy, of being able to correct energy in someone else starts to make sense. So let me get a little bit further into the five elements and let's explore a little bit where, how that, overlaps a bit with some of the work I'm doing with the power of E. So tell us, Donna, what, you know, this is an old ancient, it's as you say, it's traditional Chinese medicine. So how does that figure into your work? Uh, it's, it's, it's just a natural backdrop to everything because one of the, one of the wonderful things about uh, the five elements and I always think of them also as the five rhythms that everything, everybody has a rhythm and, and all the seasons have a rhythm and everything. I mean, it's just such a logical process 
of course it's scientific, you know? And I wanted to say one more thing. Somebody back before him was Einstein. I mean, he won the big prize for saying, basically energy is all there is. And, and somehow we, we, we left him behind, which is amazing and nuts. But anyway, um, it, it is like, I had a practice for 23 years before I went on the road at all. And, and it was just a natural thing that when somebody came in, I mean, yes, everybody has all the meridians. Everybody has all the chakras. Everybody has all these different, we actually work with nine different energy systems. Oh, and I have to interrupt myself because I'm also looking at a picture of you on my screen with a figure eight uh, next to you. And I just want to say that what, what we know is that it's that figure eight energy that binds all the energy systems together. So it's just, it really speaks to us loud. Um, no matter, I mean, every energy system communicates with every other. But what I was saying before, when I had my practice, when um, somebody would come on my table and, and I'd say, oh, well, they're an earth element. So, and, and, and suddenly, I mean, it would just automatically help you to look at the meridians that work with that element and understand that their thought process was different than a fire element or a wood element or what the thought process was different. And everybody can have a, a, a more positive thought process, but everybody's thought process is different. So that we all know that if you marry, marry somebody and find out, what are they thinking of? How can they possibly be saying that? Can't they see? Well, no, they can't, because in some ways we are limited by our own our own process, the way we process thought and the way we uh, see things and feel things and think things. But when you know that, when you know that, it may it gives you a, 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 an extraordinary way of being able to communicate with the other and have immediate empathy and sympathy and compassion for the other who is thinking different because none of us can help it although we're all evolving to be able to encompass the whole does that make sense Absolutely. and so uh so if somebody came to my table and i said before on earth i'd say well their meridians are stomach and spleen and um and say the person was um well if they came as an earth element, I'd know that their body wasn't metabolizing everything the way they ought to. So, uh, I, and then I would work with that metabolization and spleen. For myself, for instance, I am half earth and half fire and a smidgen of metal. <laughs> a smidgen of metal, but earth and fire. And, and so whatever is your strength on that element is also your vulnerability because that's that's what your growth you're going to grow from your element and start encompassing others and so when i was young and i didn't metabolize i didn't metabolize vegetables or fruit you know and the world says well you have to have vegetables and fruit but if you can't metabolize them they're not going to do any good for you so uh, so if you start working on that meridian and on that element, then um, 
then eventually you can you can metabolize those foods. So so everything is always sort of a backdrop to all the rest of energy medicine. Yes. Is that clear? <laughs> it was totally clear. Absolutely. And it's basically, you know, it's defining energy and systematizing energy. And when you think energy types, and when you think about this being an ancient system, um, yes. what's really remarkable, acupuncture and traditional Chinese medicine essentially got me on this journey, as did uh -huh. spiritual healing, because it was back in the late 90s, um, mid 90s, I guess, doing the work for our magazine, What Doctors Don't Tell You, I kept coming across very good studies, medical studies, scientific studies of things like acupuncture. Um, and I kept thinking to myself, well, if you can stick pins in somebody uh, along certain lines and completely change their you know, physiology, change their systems and their health, et cetera, et cetera, that, and then also good studies about spiritual healing, that completely undermines how yes. we think of the way the world works. So suddenly energy in the body becomes an entity that is really important. And you're talking about energy signatures. Now, we've found many energy signatures in our Power of Eight groups. And by the way, Eight, just to let your, your listeners know, what this whole thing is. I started after doing a lot of big intention experiments, you know, trying to purify water with thousands of people around the globe, studying it with scientists. One day I thought, maybe I'll put people in groups of eight or so in a workshop and scale this whole thing down. And so that's what I did thinking, you know, and I told them send healing intention to a member of the group with a health challenge. And I thought, it's gonna be a mild effect, sort of like getting your back rubbed, a nice little mild effect. And <clears throat> that's not what happened. The next day when people came back, they started reporting things like this, you know, I have terrible depression and today it feels lifted. <coughs> Excuse me. I have migraines and my head's clear today. I have cataracts and they're 80% better. And on and on and on it went. So <clears throat> this came about by total accident. Me sort of saying to my husband, maybe I'll put them in groups of eight or so and see what happens. And suddenly I was witness to these extraordinary healings. So what I've been doing ever since, now I've worked with thousands of groups and I work with groups for a whole year in my power of eight intention master classes and we actually monitor what's going on with them and teach them and and then observe them and i see miraculous healings all the time and it started convincing me of all kinds of things now for me it's really all about small groups and the extraordinary energy that create is created between them but that energy can heal anything. I mean, yeah. we had a woman last summer after a 10 minute power of eight group, after a talk I gave, she and the whole audience got into little groups of eight and we did that. And she got up out of her wheelchair. She was paralyzed from the neck down. Now that's probably the most extraordinary case I've seen, but I'm sure like you, I've seen amazing, amazing miracle healing. 
So Dondi, tell me a little bit more about the five elements and how this helps in healing. Yes, so we should probably say what the five elements are. They are water, wood, fire, earth, and metal. And what mom was talking about with the meridians <laughs> is that there are different like, there are different parts of the body that each element is sort of governed by. And that becomes really, really interesting when you're looking at the physical health of the person. So for instance, in Western society, when you go to a doctor and you have some sort of ailment and it's a little mysterious and you don't know what's happening, but you know you don't feel good, the doctor is going to run tests, maybe blood tests, maybe they're going to give you a pill. Well, for doctors who work in Chinese medicine and the five elements, they're going to first figure out what your element is because they know that if you are a water type, they could look to the kidneys and the bladder because those are the two organs that sort of govern the water type element. If you're a wood element, they're going to look to the liver and the gallbladder. And so it's a clue they have. And it's a clue we have working in energy medicine to work physically, but also emotionally. Each element has a main emotion that they default to when they're stressed out. And this became really interesting for me when I was stressed out with my boyfriends as a teenager. <laughs> and I would get so mad, I would get so mad, way more mad than my mom had ever gotten. And I'm like, I'm just, I don't know why I'm so different than you, mom. And I get so mad and I don't see you getting so mad. And she said, well, Dondi, you're a wood. You, your main emotion is anger. You're going to leave with anger. And so for water, it's fear. For wood, it's anger. For fire, it's panic. For earth, it's worry. And for metal, it's grief. And when you know just that, I mean, we have all sorts of techniques, quick and easy and simple techniques to heal things like fear and grief. But just knowing that about yourself gives you a big clue into who you are, which I, I think goes back to your work connecting with our work and the bigger umbrella of who you are, who other people are, and then having compassion for that. Hmm, that's so interesting. And just have to ask, so how do you determine what somebody is? Yeah, I'll let mom out? jump in. Mom, I saw you. Did you want to jump in? <laughs> I'm always wanting to jump in, but I'll answer that question. Um, you, you can start, you start noticing, how do they walk? How do they move? Like a water has is much closer to the earth. They have this kind of uh, slow... Uh, like a wave movement when they walk. A, a wood stomps more. A fire is more skippy up and down. And, and earth is this sway to the side to side, much more connected to the earth. And the metal is much more those, those when, I was, when I was in high school, I remember there was this practice where they'd say the best way to walk is to walk as if you have a string, you know, to the heavens and you're pulled like that. You're very straight. Well, that's a metal. And so, and the person who wrote that idea that we should all walk that way had to have been a metal because they knew that was the way to walk, but that's the way to walk for that type. And you can also notice, you know, their emotions. Are they, are they kind of a fearful pulled back person 
or maybe uh, just just uh, an internal person that pulls into themselves and gets nourished by that. Like a lot of poets and philosophers are water elements, but they're also uh, another side of them is the baby. You know, they're just they want to be cared for, and they also can be playful. And um, and the wood type is a pioneer. They are they the one? They're often leaders, and they have vision of what uh, what they're seeing. And this is how they process all their information. A fire is more into joy and natural love. You know, it's just an ease for them. And earth is is has compassion, but they also worry. And and the metal is um, uh, yes, it's grief, but it's also a certain detachment because they've gone up into their heads. And if you can really recognize, I mean, this is really a, a, a little tiny piece of it, but if you can recognize that, gosh, you were born this way, that this is the uh, sort of the rhythm you're meant to grow on and learn from and then, and then start at you, as you expand and understand that other people are in their rhythm, you can start moving into other people's rhythms and you grow. And you evolve, and um, so it, when you start understanding the signs of looking, looking at other people and seeing what they are, um, there's just no way you can judge. You cannot judge anybody because that's our energy. That's our energy. That's not an intellectual decision we came to. It's our energy, and and mm-hmm. and and you know our our. our our, our memories, our thoughts are not just in our brain. And yes, they're out here, but they're also in our chakras. They're in every organ in our body. I mean, they're, they're, they're everything and everywhere. Absolutely. And we carry this. I mean, we see this with the work I do with the, with the groups and the master classes. Uh, one of the things that I do is working with intention out of time, doing some time travel with it. And we find how much of that information, those, that intention is stuck or yes. those thoughts are stuck in the body yes. and affecting today, even though it was yesterday. So yes. So what we're talking about though, to bring this all essentially together is, you know, we talk about modern medicine as, as you know, this well-established system. We have to remember modern medicine is only 50 years old. You know, it came about with the advent of basically of antibiotics and steroids, life-saving drugs in certain circumstances. But we are talking about you and I am talking about much older and well-established systems of medicine. Um, These were around, they've been around for thousands of years for my work. I was really interested in trying to find some antecedents after I stumbled onto the healing effect of small groups. So I was looking and looking and many indigenous groups have used prayer circles, you know, many different disciplines, but in almost every instance, there's a shamanic type of leader. And that wasn't what was going on in these groups. In my power of eight groups, nobody's a leader. I show people what to do, but then it's the group effect. It's the extraordinary synergy in their energy, collective energy that becomes the healer. 
So I started digging and digging and I came upon a uh, Baptist preacher who was complaining about uh, a mistranslation in the Bible. He was talking about the Acts, which are the part of the Bible that talk about Jesus has ascended and this is uh, about his disciples taking his work out to the world. And the, uh, the, uh, the preacher was basically saying, well, the translation we have in the King James Version says that Jesus told his disciples to pray with one accord, which is a very deadly way of saying what was in the original Hellenic Greek, which was a word called homothumadon which is an adverb that means praying ecstatically with one voice. It's almost like think of a Beethoven symphony or you know some ecstatic piece of music. And so he was exhorting the uh, apostles, pray together. When you do that, you will heal and you will be healed. That honest to God was the biggest antecedent I could see from these little, what is, secular prayer circles. You know, I call it intention because it takes it out of any religious bias. Yeah. So that Jew, we've had Jews, we've had Muslims, we've had Christians, we've had atheists all come together. But I think this is what we start looking at is an ancient system of demonstrating that when you essentially pray with one voice, that becomes an energy that is healing to everyone involved. And that's what we've seen with our Power of Eight groups. Not only the recipient, but the senders are also healed, a kind of collective healing energy. So let me ask you too about, you know, some ways in which you would use this. So you find out that somebody is air, for instance. So what would you do? How does that um, govern some of the things you would do? Do you do then energy healing with them? Let um, me put that to Donna. Okay. First, first of all, just listening to you about the shaman and et cetera, et cetera, two things come to mind. One is every one of us are healers. We are all healers. There's no way... <laughs> that we aren't, I've never seen anybody in all my life of working with zillions of people who couldn't, who couldn't do healing. Everybody can. We just got separated somewhere along the way uh, with that awareness, with that knowledge, with that truth, but we are meant to do this. And um, let's see, there was a second thing you said, what was it? Now, I don't know what it was. Uh, uh, Jesus, apostles, uh, healing together in a group. Oh, I know what it was. Uh, just about this eight, it's really interesting. My husband is a metal, you know, so we're very different, earth and fire, and he's a metal. And, and I just want to say that when we first got together, and for quite a long time, nobody thought we would ever make it. And we've been together, what, 43 years, I think. Nobody thought we would because we were too different. How in the world could we be? We were not compatible. But what has happened and what I think we're all meant to do is when you learn of each other, it begins to expand you uh, with, with the strengths of the other person. 
So, but one of the things he used to say, because he was a psychologist or is a psychologist and he, he, he led groups. And we had uh, an argument early on when we started teaching classes together because there's no, no, the small group has got to be only eight. It's got eight people in a small group because that's where everything can happen in a, in a, in a group of eight. And I, I thought it was, I said, well, why can't it be nine? Why can't it be 10? He was adamant. He still is adamant to this day that it must be a group of eight if you're going to have small groups. So <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Would you know, Donna, um, we've put people into groups of five, we put people into groups of 12. And I always like to say that eight, which I stumbled on because literally I said to my husband, Brian, I don't know, I'll just put people into groups of eight or so and have them send healing intention to someone else. There was no background, no sacred geometry, no anything behind mm -hmm. that. And he's a good headline writer. So he said, I love it, the power of eight. And that was literally, we stumbled on the whole thing. Yeah. But we have put people into groups of five or 12 and it still works. <laughs> Eight is a lovely Goldilocks figure because it's not too small. It's not too big. And it also has, of course, all of those traditional connections. I mean, it's a, it's a lucky number in China. You know, it's a, it has many, many implications and traditional values. But for me, Essentially, it's the group. And what you were talking about before is so important. This thing about, you said you were so different, but your energy started melding. And that's what I see in these power of eight groups. I see, you know, particularly as this is what I started doing in 2015. I've started putting people into groups just to study, to see what would happen, you know. And I monitored them month by month by month. And almost all of them, the people who met regularly had extraordinary healings, not just physical healings, but their lives got healed. And it was about that interplay of energy, not just receivers, but, you know, but, but senders. And it is, I think that there are a lot of things about it, but as one of my students said, it was like a soup that changed my brain. I love that <laughs> because it was like a soup. So we're talking about energy soup essentially together. And I watch this and I watch how people share energy. And while I have many stories, for instance, in our last group that's just finishing our la last power big uh, year long course, you know, we had a, we had about four people overcome their cancer. We had a, a wonderful uh, case of a woman who was deaf in one ear because of radiotherapy, um, because she had ear cancer. And, um, and after her group did intention for her, she realized that when the phone rang, she picked it up and put it to that, that right ear and she could hear, it was amazing. My favorite one though is a group of people intending for one of their members whose house was right in line of fire with the California fires. And they all separately, when they were doing this intention together, they all had the image of a dome surrounding her house. And lo and behold, the fire, which was right in the line of her house, stopped. And the block ahead of her, you know, across the street, 
went around the house and carried on. And the, and the <laughs> fireman said, it was like there was a dome over your house. It was so weird. And here was the other weird thing. They all had that image without talking about it, of a dome going around the house. Three of them had the same image. So it's that, it's that interesting sharing of energy that- it, 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 Exactly, it, it is amazing. And just, and yes, I believe in the small group, but I've also seen in a group of thousands how when everybody has that, the energy begins to flow between them and, and build, it, it, I have seen energy being sent out, just like you're saying about the California fires. I've seen that. I have seen that many times of something miraculous just occurred. And then you begin to see that, yeah, it's a miracle, but it's real. It's so real what we can do with energy. I, um, yeah. <laughs> no, you betcha. And, um, and it sort of brings me to this point where you said, then um, Dondi, please address this. You said anybody can heal. Now, this is an interesting thing for me because I feel like at, the more I've done this work, the more I realize how all of our extended human potential has been denied. You know, if you said to someone, what if I told you, you could heal every aspect of your life, they would not believe it because they've been told all the time growing up from authority figures and now of course scientists, that that's not possible, that we're just this collection of electricity and chemical signaling. So we now see anybody can heal. So tell me a little bit more, Dondi, about the five elements and why that maximizes. You know, Donna talked a lot about finding different types. So why does this help so much? What would you change in the way that you heal then with it? Okay, yes, I'd love to talk about that. And I, I have to also say that growing up with my mom who believed and spoke openly that everyone can heal was such a blessing to me because when I came home from school, for instance, with a stomach ache, and I didn't know what to do, she would say, well, Dondi, use your hand. Use your hand to heal your stomach ache. Put it on your belly. Go backwards with circles on your belly. And she didn't sit there and say, Dondi, your hand is electromagnetic and the energy that comes from it matches up with your stomach. She just said, put your hand on your belly. <laughs> and you can say that to children. You can say, your hands are healing. Put them on your belly. and." Yes, the, the, the power of thought and intention is incredible. And we have so many stories about our own healing circles and healing intention. But you can think about other things. You can watch TV if you're an 11 year old girl and you can put your hands on your belly and you can heal your stomach ache. So growing up with that awareness was incredible. When I became more and more intrigued by the five elements, which was only one of the energy systems that mom was teaching, my sister and I, I realized how specific it is that, uh, well, Lynn, you, you mentioned earlier talking about metal elements and mom was talking about metals and how the metal 
element type deals with grief. That's, that is their main emotion that they go to under stress. And their organs are the lungs and the large intestine. And what do the lungs and the large intestine do every single day? They let go. They take in and they let go, whether it's food or breath. They take in and then they let go. And with grief, you're constantly taking in information. And then to heal, you have to find a way to let it go. And and sometimes simple things that we read in books about just let it go, just breathe through it. That doesn't work for everyone. They don't even know how to start to breathe through it or let go. And so there are simple techniques that we teach for fear, for grief, for the lungs, for the large intestine. And so, yes, when you find out your element, you can have all sorts of healings, but it starts right away just by knowing your element and having the awareness that you are this energy being and that every cell on your body can heal, is healing. And again, when you show up as a healed human being, you're transferring that energy to other people just by showing up in a grounded way. Oh, that's so interesting. And it, it sounds like the five elements is a really brilliant shortcut to working, learning, okay, what do I have to focus on, which is, you know, a fast track. And I, I think that that is what's so interesting and a crossover with both of our work, because people think you have to really suffer to get healed. You know, you have to, you have to do all of this discipline stuff. You got to go into sweat lodges or, or crawl on your knees for years or do all of that stuff. And one thing that was really fascinating for me was, you know, we, because we had these power bait groups and, you know, people were healing, of course, the journalist, the investigator and me wanted to find out why. And I was lucky to be able to work with Life University that put their neuroscience department in my disposal. And so we hooked up, we had seven groups of, of student volunteers. We put an EEG cap on a member of each of the power of eight groups to find out what was going on. And we found that very quickly, they got into a state where certain <clears throat> parts of the brain, the part of the brain involved in feeling separate, like the parietal lobes, they sit right here and they are involved in making us feel like separate entities, you know, and that's how we perceive life. We go through life. We don't feel oneness. We perceive our corporeal self as being separate. And, and that was dialed way down as were the parts of the brain involved in worry, doubt, negativity. And so what these people were, these were brainwave signatures, just to get scientific for a second, that were almost identical to Buddhist monks involved in ecstatic prayer or Sufi masters doing chanting. So what fascinated me <clears throat> was an experience where people get out of their ordinary separate self and suddenly enter into a state of oneness. And if I were thinking about it, when you said, Donna and Dondi, both about feeling this sense of energy and this connection throughout. To me, that feels like the real secret sauce in healing is suddenly you don't feel separate. Suddenly you feel 
to, you feel like you have this connection to all that is. Is that, is that right, Donna? Yes, that's right. That is exactly right. I mean, I myself, I mean, I shouldn't be around today. I mean, I was told way back in my 20s and 30s that I was going to die because I had multiple sclerosis and didn't walk. And I, I was getting um, tetany all over my body where I, sometimes I couldn't talk. And um, so something happened to me when I went to five different specialists and that fifth specialist, when he said the same thing, there's nothing more we can do, you know, da, 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 all your organs are breaking down and you are aging very fast. And, you know, I want to say to everybody, now I'm 77 and I, whatever happened then, you know, turned that around a bit, you know, because I, I love my life today. Aging is a much better thing than people think it is. It's oh, you bet, be. I'd rather <laughs> much rather be now than back then. But back then, it was this absolute knowing, oh, well, if they can't help me, I'll heal myself. That's exactly how it all began. And, um, and I did. And, and it was just figuring out the maze, but I had the basics. I had the basics of energy and the basics of the five elements. I just knew. And it's interesting. I, I knew about the five elements before. I never studied it with China or acupuncture. It's just when you work with energy, you begin to see these patterns and these ways of uh, how energy moves and how it's different in one person and another. And, and here's another truth. We, all the meridians, all the chakras, all those things are the same. And we are also as unique as a thumbprint. So that how you individualize it uh, becomes your healing modality. And um, so I don't remember where I was going. <laughs> where was I going? You, got, you were getting there, girl. You were getting there. No, well, you I, were I, talking I, about, but you were talking about something so important, which is, a, we have this extraordinary ability. You know, and two, we have, we have individualities. And three, we have extraordinary capacity to heal that continuously gets denied. Yes, when we get into a place in a state of oneness. Yes, and, I, and, and one of my favorite exercises that we always do at the end of one of our classes is is everybody in the room, you know, opens up their arms to the heavens and just stands in that place and you begin to be transformed as you pick up information, energy, connect with the oneness of the world and the universe. I mean, amazing things happen. And as you pull your hands then back into your own heart chakra and how that energy moves all through your body and is healing. Um, it, 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 you do feel at one. Would you say that, Dundee? Don't you feel at one at the end of yes. that? Yes. And, when I, was doing, and when, when I was doing healing with myself, that was the thing. I just, I was reaching out, trying to find people who had multiple sclerosis all over the world saying, there's something you can do. Don't believe them. Don't take the medicine because the medicine interferes with your own processes. You've got to get things purified so that you can do some healing. And um, that's been my journey. And if I had my druthers, it would be to 
every human being on the planet knew that they could heal themselves. And, and with the basis of something like the five elements, uh, one of the things that Dandi has done is she's, she sometimes puts on a, one, a sort of like a one woman show where she steps into the field of each of the elements and everybody can recognize that person often as themselves or their partner or their best friend or their child. And it's, it's just such an education to learn about ourselves more than almost anything else that the energies in us and yes. the energies that then can move out through the earth. I'll just tell you one really interesting thing. Um, many years ago, I was working with a client um, who really wanted to learn how to send energy because she had a child who was across the, the country who she had lost custody of and she just and the child had a lot of ailments and she just wanted to be able to send energy now we and, and she was she was when when she knew her child was sick we could send it through she could just send it you know and the child would start getting well but then with her other child, who she wasn't for one reason or another as connected with, she had a hard time sending it. So I'd say, well, you know what? The earth, we, we tend to think that energy moves through the air better than any way. But when she laid on the earth, it just speeded up and she could reach her, her, her other child who wasn't as receptive and so with, with him. And so it's just, it's an amazing thing and you never get to the end of the miraculousness of it all. And I just, I want everyone to learn. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's the thing. And I think, again, that's a crossover of our work, which is, you know, people, as I say, think that they've got to walk through glass in order to learn how to be, have a mystical experience or an altered state or a, a state of healing. But, you know, I saw it again, with, with a bunch of students at Life University, you know, they all they had was a short piece for me training them in the very basics of it. And essentially, it was a fast track to an altered state to the miraculous. And what you're talking about, too, is a fast track to the miraculous. We have this capacity, and we just need to relearn. And that's, that's what right. you're doing. That's what we're doing. Yes. So yes, I want to see. I want to see. Come on, Dondi. Let's show us what else. <laughs> one of those types is. Come on, we want to see us. You're an actress as well as a teacher. Can you do one? Well, you know what's really interesting about the elements? You asked earlier, Lynn. How can how can somebody tell what they are? Tell what their family members are? Because everything opens up when you start to figure out what people's elements are and each element has a very different way of speaking and so I think you know I do do full acts of the elements but just the voice so when you have a water element they kind of drone on they kind of talk like this it's a little bit slower they're very deep thinkers. Sometimes they get depressed. Whereas a wood is very choppy and they're very, very direct and they want to know exactly what is going on and how to get from one place to another. And they're going to look at all situations and try to fix them. And then the fire! 
choir is so full of love and they just love everybody and everything is so colorful and wonderful and the flowers blooming on the tree oh and then the other day my mom called me and she was telling me Dondi the wind the wind the wind is so beautiful today and I can see everything scooching across my porch and I <laughs> and then the earth the earth is really sing-songy and it's like talking to a child and hello everybody I'm so happy you're watching me and mom and Lynn today and then the metal the metal has more of a whisper in their voice and they're a person of very few words <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Now that summed it up perfectly. <laughs> oh, I love that, This is Lynn McTaggart, helping you to live the new science. Keep listening and I'll continue to give you information and tips each time about how to incorporate this new information into your life. One way to do that is to join me and a small group of like-minded people at a special retreat in Costa Rica over the coming new year. You can escape the winter and the empty promise of New Year's celebrations with a rare mix of life-changing transformational teaching and joyous relaxation in a stunning oceanfront hotel that will get this new and much anticipated year off to a powerful new start. We'll be there from December 29th to January 4th, and I'll be joined by my husband, Brian Hubbard, author of the groundbreaking book, The Untrue Story of You, who will introduce you to his life-changing techniques from Time Life, the radical new therapy he developed, now being used by a team of top European psychiatrists. And I'll be teaching you my latest method of time travel, new intention techniques that not only heal issues in the present, but also those of the past. Together, we'll show you how to heal past incidents, unconscious patterns, and self-sabotage that hold you back from living the life of your dreams. You'll then be teleported into the future with my special fast-forward hyperdrive techniques to help you see and immediately begin manifesting the life you've always wanted to lead. All that and plenty of relaxation, activities, and extraordinary celebrations to welcome in 2022. Your mind and heart will be in a better place than they've been for years. In fact, maybe ever. But places are extremely limited. To find out more or book, please go to Global J, that's G-L-O-B-A-L-J dot org, O-R-G, forward slash Lynn, L-Y-N-N-E hyphen three. Thanks so much. <laughs>